Hi everyone and welcome back to the X podcast, the podcast about all the things that make us go yikes. All those things that can seem really overwhelming and can make us want to run away from them because they seem too big. But instead we say we need to lean into the yikes of the world because that's the only way that we can transform all these emotions, all this fear into action instead to create and transform our world. So today's episode is an On the Front Lines episode. We have this mini series called On the Front Lines where we listen to and hear from a group or person um, or activist from um, the front lines of the climate crisis and hear about what's going on there, what's what's the situation, how can we be in active solidarity um, and how is this community transforming the world um, through that action too. Um, today, we are hearing from Kato from um, Saving Tuvalu. If you followed me, Michaela, on Instagram um, during COP27 in Glasgow last year, um, then you remember that Kato did a story takeover, or not story takeover as such, actually I met up with Kato in Tuvalu's um, kind of pavilion at the COP building and um, Kato talked to all of you on social media about um, the Saving Tuvalu campaign. Um, Tuvalu, if you don't know, is an island in the South Pacific. Um, it's being it's going to be one of the first nations to be fully submerged by rising sea levels if we don't take adequate action. And um, Kato and the rest of the Saving Tuvalu campaign are campaigning to save his home um, and to really tackle the climate crisis in a way that centres justice. Um, you can find more about their work on Instagram at Saving Tuvalu or even just by having a Google. I remember that at last COP27, um, the um, minister um, for Tuvalu that was present um, gave an, an interview whilst submerged by water to show how much sea levels have been rising that was really, really powerful. Um, so do like read around. Um, but for today, we're going to hear from Kato um, for what Saving Tuvalu have to say. Hello everyone, from wherever you are tuning in, thank you for listening to this episode made possible by two groundbreaking activists who are shaping today's climate movement. First of all, I want to say thanks to both Michaela and Josephine for facilitating me with this platform to speak to you for a few minutes. But most importantly, I want to say thanks to you, the spectator. Believe it or not, you are already taking one big step towards the achievement of quitable climate action. By deciding to spend a couple of minutes out of your day to listen to my story and that of my community. Hi, Talofa. My name is Bernard Katawikia. I am 26 years old, climate justice activist, and I am the global youth leader and national director of Saving Tuvalu, a non-governmental organization whose work focuses on providing humanitarian aid and amplifying the voices of Tuvaluan community. I want to begin this episode by asking you two simple questions. Have you ever imagined what would happen if the place you call home disappeared from the face of the earth? Would you be willing to give up everything you know, your entire life, for a situation beyond your control? I wish the above inquiries were made assumptions, fictional constructions. However, there are people who for more than 50 years have been asking this question have had to face the raw reality. Let's talk about the country, Tuvalu, my country, a country at a brink of extension because of the sea level rise. To put in context, Tuvalu is an island country located in the middle of the South Pacific that is currently on the front lines of the 
fight against climate change. This environmental crisis has not only caused the accelerated rise of the sea level, but also brought internal consequences that daily affect the life quality of the citizens. If there is no effect, effective global action, in the next 50 years, the country will sink. We will have to lose the first big battle against global indifference and inaction. Beginning to speak about the agriculture sector, the large bodies of saline waters that hit the island's flood almost the entire land surface. This means that much of the land is not arable and therefore does not provide the food and resources necessary for the human development of its citizens. Tuvalu imports almost all of its resources with other countries, including China, Australia, South Korea, New Zealand, etc. For example, Tapulaka is an edible plant of the Taro family and native to Tuvalu, very important for its culture. Thanks to the variable climate and contamination of salinity that the territory has, it is already difficult in the present day that the crop develops and achieves its harvest. 80% of the food on mainland of Navuti is important due to the low nutritional value of important food in Tuvalu. Malnutrition rates, eating disorder, and cardiovascular disease are widespread among the population. Additionally, Tuvalu is considered as the second most densely populated nation worldwide, with around 300 inhabitants per square kilometers. As a consequence of the reduced landmass, 26 kilometers square of land surface. Tuvalu citizens have been forced to live overcrowded. In a single household, around 11 or less citizens live together, interact on a daily basis, and share resources and basic needs for their consumption. Urban concentration in Tuvalu has not only caused several challenges in the lives of its citizens, but unleashed an environmental issue that reduced space and damages the ocean pollution. Tuvalu does, does not have modern system of landfill or, or garbage storage. Even though the nation consumption is way below in international standards of consequential pollution, plenty of the trash is deposited in common areas and spaces within coastal communities. Whenever trash piles up and since there's no available space for it, it directly goes to the ocean, endangering the marine ecosystem and wildlife. Moving on to the implication that the sea level rise has had in Tuvalu, coastal erosion is a major problem in Tuvalu, particularly on the western side of the island, as most Tuvaluans live within the coastal areas. Additional stress is being placed on the already vulnerable marine ecosystem. Since the atolls are practically above the sea level and their highest point is 5 meters, all the house of the citizens and the architecture in general are threatened as the city constantly suffers floods and, and that causes the damage. Although citizens have implemented various methods to protect themselves, such as the barriers made of rock, stacked sandbags or mangroves, these have not entirely stopped the floods. This has resulted in the country having to import more and more building materials such as roof, sheets, copper and columns 
which represent about 30% of the country's total import. On the other hand, about Tuvalu, one can talk about the extension of sufficient basic service for the citizen is geographical isolation, economic backwardness, and generalized poverty mean that more than half of the population does not have the necessary means to be able to satisfy all their day-to-day necessities, like waters, electricity, education, livelihoods, and recreation. It is important to mention that Tuvalu traditional social and cultural system in which everyone is need is assisted, is being to crumble as a demand for resources impact the country. This is undermining the traditional social and economic subsistence lifestyle that Tuvalu once supported. For example, due to the high pollution of groundwater drinking sources, rainwater represents the main source of drinking water in Tuvalu. The dry season in Tuvalu is characterized by the increased number of droughts that contribute to the depletion of drinking water sources. Due to the dry season, Citizens are forced to store water using tanks or wells, rather than pipes. When the state of drought emergencies is declared, the most vulnerable population, children, the disabled and the elderly, are given priority in drinking water consumption. there is also a tendency to rationalize water. Each household consisting of about around 11 or less citizens is limited to 12 buckets of drinking water per day. This quantity is insufficient and as, as a result, high rates of waterborne diseases, sicknesses are common among the population. For decades, Tuvalu's history remains shrouded under the shadows of a colonial, imperialist, and oppressive system. One for many years silenced our voices and left us on the brink of climate collapse. However, living in times of the diffusion of power to the people can no longer be prevented by a handful of self-serving politicians and corporations. The citizens of Tuvalu have recently decided to reclaim and resonance of their voices, oppose the system, and fight for collective survival. Saving Tuvalu is a non-governmental organization whose mission is to become the largest youth international movement to address the environmental and humanitarian issues taking place in Tuvalu. At the same time, we aim to stand out for the action taking and the spreading of collective awareness regarding the current global sustainability crisis. Our campaign is based on philosophy, uh, small actions you know, for big changes by analyzing the problem of climate change in Tuvalu. We can realize that it arises from years and years of inability to meet the daily needs without damaging the environment. At Saving Tuvalu, we aspire to build a community of individuals who are capable of restoring their own habits in line with sustainable development, while encouraging others to question the impact of this. Together we take the first big step to save Tuvalu from extinction. Being aware of 
our own action in order to preserve the environment around us. In the last two years, Saving Tuvalu has positioned itself as an influential, diverse initiative in terms of visibility and outreach for underrepresented communities. Our international team is composed of a global workforce with youth people from countries including Mexico, Fiji, uh, the United States, Cyprus, Turkey, South Korea, France, Poland, New Zealand, and Tuvalu, who share a common goal to dismantle the current system of oppression, promote sustainable living standards, and stand in solidarity with MAPA, which stands for the most affected people and areas. My involvement in the non-governmental organization focuses on creating space that encourages the representation of my community, even though materializing opportunity to amplify citizens' demands and has been a challenge. My responsibility for collective transcends barriers. In November 2021, I became the first, the first activist in history to represent Tuvalu at a UN COP. For the first time ever, a Tuvaluan was given the opportunity to write an article for The Guardian and participate in conference with the UNICEF and to be interviewed by the BBC. Seeing a citizen represent their homeland in conference and media that had ever acknowledged their existence before has given my people a sense of empowerment that they can now learn to defend Everything we have achieved so far has been through hard work, sacrifices, and endless hope instead of the contribution of political leaders, corporations, and institutions whose empty promises for a better future are still meaningless given. For the youth activist movement, working under the intersectional ethic has always been a top priority. Yet, in the day-to-day -day exercise of activism, there is still a lack of perspectives from widely unheard and increasingly marginalized communities. Given the excessive and sometimes harmful influence of Western values, it is critical to engage with underrepresented communities in individuals, predominantly from the global south, whose non-traditional approaches towards climate-related issues are often tend to look at more inclusive solutions. It is essential to realize that instead of speaking for us, privileged communities are responsible to provide us with the space we need to tell our story. If you want to help Saving Tuvalu fulfill its objective and achieve its mission, there are three main actions you can take in solidarity. First, you can join our campaign, send us a DM through Instagram at Saving Tuvalu and apply to become an international ally. Second, share our content support Tuvalu's community by amplifying its story, the issues surrounding its climate crisis, and the reason that make it relevant. Third, and most importantly, get involved locally. Make sure to hold politi polit politicians and corporations accountable. Thanks for listening to my story, and make sure to tune out to this part's next episode to get to know another change maker who tirelessly works for preserve life on our planet. My name is Kato Vekia, and I'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Aftailasi, tuvalumoteatua.
thank you so much for listening to this episode thank you so much Kato and the Saving Tavali team um, for coming on please do follow them at Saving Tavali on Instagram um, we hope that you're enjoying this on the Frontline series um, we hope that you're engaging and, and, and taking active solidarity and, um, um, and acting on any calls to action that are made in these episodes um, thank you so much to our Patreons that make this possible um, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts um, please do give the podcast a five star rating as it helps us reach more people um with all of these um important stories and ideas um so thank you so much for listening thank you to finley moet for um editing this episode and doing the sound magic and we will see you soon with a normal episode with me and joe bye